Hello, I'm James Cridland, the Radio Futurologist, and I write a newsletter every kind of week or so, and this is a version of the newsletter if you're too lazy to read it. And also, I should say, hello and welcome to this. This is a new microphone. It's the Shaw MV7, and why not? Anyway, I've been enjoying a podcast from an Australian radio company for a while, and the ads are produced by the same company. They're read by one of the personalities on the show, but slotted in later using dynamic audio insertion. And, well, if you set the show audio to be minus 16 luffs, which is the loudness that any um, podcast uh, should be, then the advert is minus 29 luffs. The ad is 13 dB quieter than the show audio. So the effect is when you're driving, then you hear, well, let's hear from the sponsor. Off you go, Mike. And then Mike reads an ad in his cliche Aussie DJ voice, which is almost entirely inaudible. And to make things worse, Mike is introduced earlier in the show as we've got podcast Mike here for any technical stuff. I mean, in the words of the internet, he had one job. Now, the question really here isn't whether the DAI being used for this podcast is bad. I mean, it clearly is. But we're in July, and this podcast has been going since October last year. It's a top 20 podcast, according to the Australian Podcast Ranker. But every single time I've heard it, every single time I've heard it, it has an ad in it, which you can't hear. And my question, I guess, is if you don't care about something enough to listen to it, why bother making it in the first place? If you've no passion in the product and you don't care about how it sounds, what are you doing? If this has been an issue for nine months and nobody at the radio company has noticed or they have noticed but they think it sounds fine, then are those people the right people for the job? This podcast isn't alone. There are plenty of pieces of output which sounds as if nobody cares, too. I've heard automation systems going haywire, broadcast clocks set to fade in to news bulletins 30 seconds late, online streaming with the same ad repeated twice or even three times in every break, or my personal favourite, the radio station in the capital of the United States, the capital of the United States, which didn't care so much it broadcast the same traffic bulletin for eight years. Years. Absolutely. Eight years. Uh, In the UK, Global used to have an obsession statement, which I was rather a fan of. They now have a simpler statement for the company, which reads, People may forget what you said. People may forget what you did. But they'll never forget how you made them feel. And if you don't care about your output, your listeners will feel that you don't care about them. And is that wise? In other news, last week, Sean Ross and I talked about some interesting Spotify music feeds made from monitoring radio station outputs, and I wondered whether there was an idea in producing unhosted music-only versions of radio stations. And Sean shows that he's really good at squeezing the most out of his content because he is back this week in a column for Radio Insight, analysing whether radio presenters actually add enough enjoyable content to make them unmissable. And the answer is, thankfully, yes, he can concludes. He says, nothing I heard in this particular listening sounded tossed off. Tossed off meaning obviously something else to Americans. Odyssey 
formerly Intercom, have added 350 music radio stations to their apps. They're hosted by all kinds of big stars. They're powered by Napster as well. It's a really interesting move, not least because many of those streams will now be competing with the company's own radio stations, but it probably is the right move to add a lot of exclusive content that Odyssey is able to get. So clever move from them. Prime Media has shared some interesting data from South Africa about radio listening. Uh, which I found in a tweet from Steve Martin and linked to in my newsletter today. At home is the number one place to listen to the radio. I think my understanding is that in the US it's very different and number one is in car in the US. And I wonder whether some of the US's radio industry problems stem from this reliance on in-car listening. And I wonder whether that's an Achilles heel for radio companies in the US. Who knows? Um, I spotted Jeremy Vine resorting to tried and tested biz- biscuit talk on the uh, on his Channel Five show. He was doing what biscuit works best when you dunk it into a cup of tea. Oh, Jeremy Vine. Um, and I also link to this song, plantstrees.com, which is a clever and slightly subversive way to use Spotify and other music services to raise money to plant trees. Uh, you'll find that uh, links from our show notes and our newsletter today. I don't know why I'm saying R. I'm used to saying that on on pod news. That's probably why. And thank you to Hauser Dictionary and to Richard Hilton and to Brunn Audio Consulting for your ongoing support of my newsletter and of this podcast. I'm very grateful to you. You'll find Brunn Audio Consulting at www.brunn.co.uk and Hauser Dictionary is at hauserdictionary.com. It's absolutely not that necessary, but if you want to, you can support my work in any way on buymeacoffee.com slash James Credland. Uh, if you're If you want to, you can become a member to give regularly or just give a one-off coffee if you'd like to support me in some way. That would be lovely. But that's my newsletter for this week. See, look, I managed to get a newsletter out um, weekly for the last three weeks. Who'd have thought it? And maybe I'll manage that again next week. Who knows? But until next time, keep listening.